Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Soil Podcast, where the Word of God meets ears, minds, and hearts, and by His grace grows a great harvest. I'm Aaron Fezenmeyer, pastor of York Evangelical Free Church, right here at the crossroads of the Midwest, York, Nebraska. And I'm so glad you've joined me today. Hopefully you are aware that York Evangelical Free Church is reading through the New Testament this fall, and hopefully you've committed to do that with us. But maybe you are still on the fence, or you're in, but you have some concerns. Well, good news. (laughs) really good news. You can read the Bible and read it every day. But let's at least acknowledge at the outset that there can be some real challenges to doing it. So what are some of those things that seem to make the Bible hard to read? What can make this a challenge? Well, I'll share some of my personal struggles to start. Some of my challenges reading the Bible, one of them is the temptation for just that little bit longer of sleep in the morning. Or another temptation is that there are times when I know I need to hit the ground running that day, and before I even know it, it's 11 p.m. What happened? And maybe some of you are thinking right now, this can be a challenge for a pastor? You bet it can be. What kind of pastor are you? A real one. So when I share these challenges today, please know that I'm in the trenches with you. So what are some of the other challenges out there that we might face? Well, for some of us, the challenge is that it's reading. Not a UHD 8K movie with almost a billion dollars spent in production. The last time you may have opened a book outside of church service was your last required textbook in your class before you graduated and got out of there. When you think reading, you think required reading. And I know how that, how motivating that is. You think textbook. And I've got to admit, if that's what the Bible was, I don't think I'd be doing a podcast trying to encourage you to read it. But, praise God, it's not a textbook. This book is not meant to help you pass a subject in class. It's a book that's written so that you can know the ultimate person worth knowing, the triune God himself. It's a book written so that you can understand what reality is. It's a book written that gives you a clearer picture of who you are and who those people around you are. And God's not requiring you to read it. Neither am I. But with a book like this, God's desire for you is that you would want to read it. You'd want to hear his voice. You'd want to know him. It may not be that multi-million dollar movie, but in terms of cost, this book cost God his son an infinitely higher cost to get this word out. And he wants you to read it. We live in a world where distracted and busy are not the exception. They are the norm. They're held high as badges of honor. When someone asked you how life was going, have you ever responded, I'm just so busy? We live in a world where the person who can break the news before it's even breaking so they can get the most social media likes is the one who's considered successful. The app that allows us to do this is right next on our device to our Bible app, 
which doesn't give us any pats on the back. Yes, we are a busy and distracted people. And the truth is, neither of those is a badge of honor. Actually, both of those make us just more tired, more cranky, and more ineffective for what really matters. But we can overcome busyness and distraction to hear God's voice. It is possible. We also seem to have a lot of, frankly, bad assumptions when it comes to reading the Bible. Now, I live in Nebraska, where one of the cardinal sins is laziness. So this might go without saying, but when it comes to the Bible, we can oftentimes say things like, it's going to be hard, so why try? Or, I've tried doing this before, but I didn't understand hardly any of it, so I'll stick with what I know. It's true. The Bible was written a long time ago in a different culture, and there's a good deal that takes unpacking. And the assumption is is that because it's hard or can be difficult to understand, we can do without it. Or here's a challenge or a bad assumption that I sometimes struggle with, and maybe you do too. I've tried reading it before, but nothing happened. People for thousands of years have rightly understood the Bible to be the Word of God. We'll hear all sorts of testimony from people out there that this book changed their life. And so we get all excited. We jump in, and after paragraph one, or maybe day eight, we're like, so this is it? Why isn't my life changing? What gives, God? I've been reading, but I don't feel like I'm any different. In fact, I feel worse. There are several assumptions about this. One, that when we read the Bible, we're going to find what we need immediately. Two, that we need to feel different for change to be taking place. Three, that we, on our own understanding, are going to know what change looks like or what change or help we truly need. And that that change is always going to feel good. Let me paint a picture this way. Have you ever planted a kernel of corn? Did you come back in an hour after watering that planted kernel, expecting to see a sprout? Now, maybe if you were a kid, you did. But every adult who just listened to this is like, no, no, that's not how it works. You and I both know that growth, real growth, especially visible growth, it takes time. J.C. Ryle, who's an English minister in the 1800s, he said this, quote, Do not think you are getting no good from the Bible merely because you do not see that good day by day. The greatest effects are by no means those which make the most noise and are the most easily observed. The greatest effects are often silent, quiet, and hard to detect at the time they are being produced. Think of the influence of the moon, he says, upon the earth, and of the air upon the human lungs. Remember how silently the dew falls and how imperceptibly the grass grows. There may be far more doing than you think in your soul by your Bible reading. End quote. 
The fact that he needed to say that in the 1800s tells me that it has always been a challenge to read the Bible in one form or another. Even the Apostle Peter said some of the things the Apostle Paul wrote were challenging. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 16 says this, quote, And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand. And just a parenthesis, if you've ever read it, you would agree. And you'd know this to be true. Back to the text. He says, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. It can be a challenge to read the Bible. And if the Apostle Peter is saying this, if an 1800s minister is saying this, and we're saying to this, this today, <laughs> we're in good company, okay? We're in good company as we start this journey. Finally, I want to highlight the reality that we are in a spiritual battle. We have three enemies to our walk with the Lord. Three enemies, as one author said, to reading the Bible. They're traditionally called the world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, the world we live in, frankly, doesn't value Bible reading. You have not, and if you have, you need to let me know. You haven't seen an ad during the commercial break of a football game encouraging you to go crack open your New Testament. The Bible rarely makes public appearances anymore, and when it does, sadly, it's usually closed. But the world doesn't just not value Bible reading. It gives us tons of things to try to keep us from Bible reading. All of our devices are engineered so that we will spend more time on them. And the apps on those devices are made so that you will keep scrolling and pressing. And that's just in the technology world. In the rest of life, we have tons of things to do, even things just to make ends meet. It's a challenge to be countercultural and read the Bible. And that's out there. In here, in ourselves, we are not naturally inclined toward God and His Word. The Bible calls it our sinful nature, our flesh. See, apart from God, reading the Bible doesn't seem that valuable to us. In some cases, <laughs> we're comfortable without change. This year, with so much change and upheaval around us, the thought of other change might be, frankly, exhausting to you. So even carving out a few minutes a day to engage a book might seem overwhelming or uncomfortable. And even should you do this, this good thing of reading the Bible, if you're reading this book rightly, there are going to be points where you're going to want to put it down because it hits a little too close to home. That's our flesh. Additionally, we have the third enemy of the devil. Yes, he is real. And no, he's not to be underestimated or overestimated. But he does pose a challenge to us reading God's word because, well, it, I mean, it's God's word. 
The devil shows up in the scripture in Genesis chapter 3 looking to undermine human beings listening to and believing God's word. That's been his, one of his goals right from the beginning. But scripture also records that he has been defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. And right here, between the empty tomb and when Christ comes back, he, the Bible calls him our adversary, is prowling around, Scripture says, to believers, quote, like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. We don't need to be afraid of him because Christ has conquered, but he does try to knock us off course to keep us from hearing God. So these are some of our challenges. You may face others in your life. I don't mention these because I want you to start out discouraged. They can be overcome, but I do hope that we'll go into Bible reading with both eyes open. It is possible, no matter where you're at in life, it's God's will for you to hear him, and it's one of the most profitable things you can do in your life. But the point is to get and keep reading. So what are some of the tools that we can use for that? That's what I hope to cover on our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Good Soil Podcast. Look for the next episode where I'll offer some tools and help for reading the Bible. I will talk with you then, Lord willing. Until then, may God reap a great harvest in our midst as his word grows in good soil. Good soil.